tell a word. The last time we did the echo thing, and I don't have time for the echo thing. All right. We don't have time for the echo thing. We don't have time for the echo thing. Hello. Hey. <laughs> and we're back. How you doing? I'm good, Gab. How you feeling? I'm good. Listen, we don't have any excuses, so let's get right to it. <laughs> no, Long I'm time no see. Yes, it's like our first episode in like two months. I think I think that's what we're doing. It's like every two months we're like, we need to do a podcast episode. Yeah. So we sit our asses down and we get it done. And that's okay. That's you know? okay. It, it ain't paying our bills yet, so that part, okay. It's not paying the bills, but if it did, <laughs> catch me every week, okay? okay? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, for now, it's still a little fun thing for us to do. Of and, course. You know, fall is here, so we have nothing else to do. It's getting cold, you know. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, back to school, back, back to school, to everything, uh, back to everything. So, um, as I said, we're not going to bore you with the the reasons of why we're here now. So get into it. Um, the last episode since we posted that, um, we've had a really a lot of cool feedback. Yeah, like people have commented and mm-hmm. people have DM'd us, and uh, a lot of people. Well, a few people actually mentioned that they wanted us to talk about um, the uh, Gen Q. Yes, and they wanted our insight. Mm-hmm. So before we get into this uh, L word episode called "Looking Back," which is the twelfth episode, let's um, let's tackle. We can we can run through Gen Q, Gen Q season two quickly. Little summary of everything. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, we're gonna put a timestamp in maybe the description so you can skip this. Um, but you know, in case you don't want any spoilers, but you know, so far. Yeah, well, if you're here it. and you don't want spoilers, you're in the back fucking podcast, okay? Because we talk <laughs> about what's going to happen in six seasons down the line. Yeah, but you know, I'm talking about the new stuff. Girl, okay. But I you're guess. right. You're right. You're right. You know what? Figure it out. Skip for a minute. <laughs> and if we're still talking about it, skip again. That part. Before we get into it, I just want to I, I mention this disclaimer, okay? We have to remember. Everybody got to remember that we love this show. It's our favorite show, honestly, mm-hmm. for real. It's my it's my favorite TV show. Yeah, you're right. And we come back every time. We come back every time. We've watched it so many times. We love it. We're talking about the re- original right now. Um, L Word is literally the one and only show that I can relate to and never get bored to watch and rewatch again and again. Agree. Uh, it's like my family now, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah, okay. 100%. <laughs> so, um, that being said, mm-hmm. we love it so much that we have so much high expectations that come with that. And of that's course. why we're such hard critiques. That's it. Get into it. That's the disclaimer. Yep. So uh, I'm going to let you go for it. Did you want to go like uh, character by character, say what you think of them and their storylines? That would probably be easier. Okay. Yeah, we can go. But right off the bat, I just want to say that the way the season came in, I have not been a fan of. Um, based on the finale of the first season of Gen Q, you know, we had the, the cliffhanger, the who does Sophie choose Oh yeah, uh, between Finley and Danny and Sophie's which choice. Sophie's choice, you know, and which flight does she take? I feel like the way they brought it in, the way they wrote it, we skipped the entire decision process and go, okay, that was a couple months ago. Mm. Okay. But what, okay. I see she's with Danny and they're, they're like planning and you know, we have a, this is what's going on. Oh, let's flash back to right after they got back from the little plane vacation, Hawaii was where they were going. 
Um, but what happened to Finley? We don't know. Is Finley, did she go to her sister's wedding? Like, did we, did, did we reconcile with, with some family? Her background she did was we, struggling with. You know, the religious situation. Did we get into it? No. What we find out from what last week's finale, um, the whole season, 10 episodes, we talked about none of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we skipped everything that happened to Finley, to Sophie, to Danny. To yeah. Every character felt like a brand new character because they were adding something different mm-hmm. to it. So right away, I just, I'm going to start with Finley because right. I feel like she's the, the focal point for whatever reason. Like, I don't really see her as a main character, but for whatever reason, she's like intertwined with everybody. But her story is not the same. By the end of the season, she's a drunk. Where do we get here? I mean, she was a, an alcoholic in the, the first season, but there was nothing in between the last eight episodes that drew that alcoholism reason to the ending alcoholism reason. Alcoholism reason. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes <laughs> That's a tongue twister. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the first season, different. The end of this season, she's just drinking to be drinking. What's the actual reason? Yeah. Because we've kind of maybe tackled a little bit on it in the first season with her dating uh, the minister from the church. Of course. And we see that she's struggling with religion. So we might be thinking that she had a religious upbringing and a very strict Catholic family. Mm-hmm. Uh, her being involved in the religion and with someone from the church and being gay is a whole struggle. Of course. She thinks she's going to burn up if you, she goes into but a, the, a the church. the story arc that could have been built from oh, that. absolutely. That we didn't take. It felt like we were going there. Mm-hmm. We had a whole finale leading up to that. And then season two was like, oh, we're going to back up because yeah. we don't want to get there yet. I was assuming, being like, okay, okay, maybe, you know, she was sent to uh, a camp. Come on. You know, Let's like, talk uh, about what it. you call it. Um, Conversion camp. Okay, very yeah. bad. I was like, okay, maybe. Maybe we're going to talk about that. Very interesting. You know, it's still a very it real thing. It definitely is. It definitely is. Um, but no, we Mm-mm. skipped all of that. We no. don't. She obviously doesn't speak to her family. Uh, she kind of s- talked a little bit to her dad on the phone, but it seemed like when her mom came around the corner, he had to hang up real quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, she didn't even know her sister was getting married. Exactly. So she was like, okay, I need to be there. And we didn't even... Address we didn't that. address it at all. She just comes so, back and ruins a wedding, and the only reason she's on the second season is for Sophie. Yeah, so we don't know what journey she's been through. She just crashes the fucking wedding. Uh, I was like, okay, maybe she's done some work, and she's realized a few things, and she's here to take on her life. And no, she's just here and still old fucking weird Finley who's you know, going to just and even with that I everything. feel like the way that they made their her relationship with Sophie was kind of forced because yeah they were great friends and their friendship was dope to see in the first season but I felt like the second season they were like we're gonna put them together yeah whether y'all like it or not because <laughs> it felt like I, I could understand in the beginning of, of um, at the end of the first season because you know they were great friends mm-hmm. and so uh, Danny was you know missing she was not very uh, involved mm-hmm. so of course you know you have to rely on other friends and maybe you um develop some feelings but it's just you know like temporary yeah you maybe share a kiss okay you think you might be in love you maybe that happens. cheat once okay yeah, yeah and then you realize okay yeah that was just a momentary thing i was going through a hard patch you yeah. know with whatever was going on with my relationship with my grandma whatever and then you move on but no, that was supposed to be in love. Like they're like best buddies. They still are. They yeah. still act like they're not really in a relationship, but they're doing these random scenes together. Exactly. Cute. So where is Finley going? We don't fucking know. She's still at the same level to us. Like yeah. there's no 
character development no since development. the first episode of the first season. She's still this train wreck. Mm-hmm. And if she is going to be a train wreck, let's address it. Yeah, let's give us why. a reason. Let's get into it. That but gives no. you a story arc. That gives you some some something to climax. To. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. There's no growth. There's no nothing. No, we're just staying on the surface. She's just uh-uh. a fuck up and keeps fucking up, which is okay. Everybody's it's okay, fucking up but and everybody makes mistakes. Give me something. But give us a reason. Give us depth. Give us a background. Give mm-hmm. us something that we, get, we can explain. We get DUI, alcoholic. Here's, um, what's it called? Um. I want to say alcohol is anonymous, but that's not it. Where'd she go at the end the of the AAs? season? The, not the AA meeting, but the the actual facility. Oh, the um, rehab. Rehab. Yeah, she goes to rehab. Yep. In the Finley. Okay. Okay. That's that's her story. Ten episodes. We get ten this mm-hmm. season. That's what them and that's where uh, we struggling with the the relationship back and forth. Do Cute. we want to be together? We do we not want to be together? Cute. Okay. But with that, let's get into Sophie. Okay. Let's. What do does it. she do? That was her entire situation was, uh, yeah. oh, I'm with so I mean, with um, Finley. No, I want Danny. Oh, no, me and Danny are done. Uh, I choose you, Finley. Even sung a whole song about him. Um, and then literally it was, I'm afraid of you, Finley. <laughs> right. And now I don't want you. I, I don't know. Do you have career ambitions? Uh, uh, what are you going to do with your life? But since when did Finley ever know what she was going to do with her life? Why okay. is now different? Very that. Because you expecting something of her? Because now you're in a relationship and you expect her to be Danny? You expect her to be Danny. That's but, what it was. Uh, she can barely make crab dinner, so you better uh, Baby, manage she can't your expectations. boil water, bro. I don't, I don't know. But, but that, yes. that was Sophie. That was season. Sophie. Yeah, that was her, her storyline was that relationship, that mm-hmm. go back and forth. No, aside from her job, like uh, working as a that extra producer segment gig. Uh, which we saw Once. one scene <laughs> from, like the actual interview and the launch of that segment. Um, and that's it. I thought that was going to be like the new, because you know the first season how Alice actually interviewed actual lesbians that are actual people in society. Right. I thought yes. that was going to be their introduction yeah, like to that. special guests coming yeah, back. by having these couples come in and tell their stories, you know, so we all could be able to get real life situations. Mm-hmm. They but did no. it once. So let's get into Alice since we're mentioning let's her. Let's do it. Uh, I feel like she has the best character development mm-hmm. of all the characters. I agree. Okay? If we base ourselves from the original season, you know, it makes so much sense for her to have her own talk show. Mm-hmm. And she has still this great personality that attracts everybody around her. She's such a nice uh, person, a nice friend. And she is writing a book, a memoir, I guess, yep. of her life. And she's working with that editor, Tom, that's going to help her uh, make the best out of her story. And they become friends, and they become even closer by the end of season two, which I actually really like. I was so okay with that. Yeah, I okay really like them together. Because for one, Donald Faison is goofy as hell. So him and I think Leisha Haley's characters play off each other Absolutely. so well. Like yeah. they're right away, up. They, they're the same person. Mm-hmm. So I am okay with them being in a relationship. And I thought it was cute how she had to re-come out as bisexual. Yeah. So I thought that was cute. Yeah, it was really nice. And honestly, like... I'm happy to see straight couples in that production because we want to be inclusive. Well, then let's be inclusive. Let's be inclusive. There's and nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And I really like their relationship. I really like yep. their dynamic. Um, you know, aside from the fact that Alice like did a few mistakes here and there, yeah. I feel like they got back together and a good, uh, you know, a good foundation. But and we we end with her finding a ring in his coat though. Was yeah, I don't think we that good. Where are they going? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The finale. Alice is going somewhere. 
for and she I think she said twelve weeks that she was gonna come back. That 12 sounds weeks right. Later. So is it like the end of the season and she just going to do, go do something vacation wise in the meantime? I don't know Promo because that didn't come book, up until episode ten. Yeah, we never said yeah. anything. It was like yeah. last episode. Let's crunch in some bullshit. Yeah, it was like um, you know her book went well. The editors liked it. The whoever, you know, it was approved. <laughs> And they launched the the book, and everything went well. Tom and Alice are doing well, and out of a sudden, we're going on a trip for 12 weeks and not coming back for another two, three months. And it's going to be perfect proposal time. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, that was weird. <laughs> um, but since we're on the topic of the original cast, let's talk about Bet. Yes. Let's oh. talk about Bet. What did you think of Bet? This season. Bet was very problematic this season. Very problematic. And for there, no reason. There was nothing about Bet Porter that I liked this Ooh. entire season. Not one thing. About her personality. Yes, because her so, outfits were fire. Okay. <laughs> As usual. But personality-wise, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. A whole asshole. But I understand her wanting to find this person in the beginning of the episode. I mean, of the, of the season. She wanted to find somebody who matched her, who checked every box. And then she found Gigi, and we were like, okay, we're here for this. But it was a dynamic of power tops yep. that was not going to happen. You both can't wear business suits and walk through here and think something's going to happen. That can't, that's not it. So it was cute, though. You know, the little scene they had, wait. Well, what are we waiting for, baby? What are we waiting? Because I'm, I'm here to see something. And we didn't see nothing. But a lot of close-ups and shoulders, oh you know, cute, you know. But, mm. uh, You want to start me on that, don't you? Yep, because get into it. Okay, so, yeah, so I agree with everything that you said. Bet is a very strong, independent, opinionated woman, and she has a successful career in life because of that, and we love that about her. Um, but there's a reason why we don't like Bet this season is because she's just rude for no reason. Yeah, she's just rude to everybody, and is just for free. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, there's no know? real rhyme or reason. She's with Gigi, which you mentioned, which, you know, was cute, whatever. The fans, I think, wanted that, so they just fucking put that in there, which, whatever. Um, I'm not against giving the fans what they want, but there's a fucking limit, okay? That You're part. not going to let them write your own show. That part. But, okay, whatever. Um, no shade. No shade. All shade. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the fuck? Baby. But, so, yeah, so Gigi is very, like, super nice. She wants to be with Beth. She likes her. She is trying to help her. She is even selling a condo to uh, Danny, who she knows Beth is close to. And, you know, she wants to meet Angie. And she wants to be part of Beth's life. And she wants to understand her world. And I appreciate that. But Beth is only interested when it benefits her. Ugh. When they went to the gallery and I could see Bet in her element yep. explaining to Gigi, you know, what makes a good piece of art, what uh brings her to judge or critique a piece of artwork and what makes her want to work with a certain artist or whatever. So I could see the the passion in her eyes and the love for the work. But again, it was not because she was with Gigi. No. She was talking about her job. Yeah, it had nothing career. to do with Gigi. Gigi was just on her arm. Uh, exactly. So I was like, okay, 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 whatever. And then, you know, a few scenes where Gigi wakes up and goes to bed to kiss her and embrace her. And Bet's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm busy. But what caused it? Like, there was really no reason for that. It's just no. like they decided to have her say that in that moment. Yeah. And that's the way we went with it. I think Bet 
with Gigi, she just wanted a fuck buddy and to put her frustration into and, and but have the, somebody. But at the same time, don't say I'm looking for somebody that checks all my boxes. Well, just say you're looking for somebody to fuck around with for a minute. That's okay. Right. You can, you can be honest. Like, it's nothing. Yeah, I don't know why she had to be so rude with, with, with Gigi, honestly. Like, there was Girl. no reason there. Um, but then and, she kind of passes through Gigi and goes off to uh, Pippa. Yeah. Which was fine. I was cool with her and Pippa together. But I feel like the way it ended was rushed as well. Well, the way it happened, it was weird, too. Because remember, like... Oh, when they met. Oh, well, can we can we also mention, like, because it it's related. Like, the whole career change. Like, in the first season, try, Bitch was trying to get, um, you know, was trying to become the mayor of Los Angeles. Failed and <laughs> lose. Mm-hmm. Lost. Um, and now I was like, okay, uh, they wanted to make her lose. Okay. Uh, that's but, okay. You know, yeah. they're going to have to bring something back. That's, uh, really interesting for mm-hmm. her as a career choice for us to be like, okay, that was worth it. Yep. Um, and I get it. Sometimes it's not always worth it. You do lose battles and you don't end up having something better at the end, but I was still expecting something great for Miss Porter mm-hmm. because let me reiterate that. She is Miss Porter. Mm. So, all right, what what is she going to do? fucking Porter. Okay. <laughs> and she ends up working for this art dude. I don't even know his Zakarian, title. wasn't that it? Yeah, yeah but I, I don't know his title. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He has his own gallery and he's big name. We see him like twice. Right. And she, uh, he hires Bet for her to bring in more um, artists of color and... Uh, artists that are marginalized and not really popular or more undercover. Um, yeah, underground, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, okay, yeah, I'm down with that. Um, but then all she does is, why you, why you whispering? <laughs> what do you want? Apologies, we had to stop for a technical issue. Anyways, all I was saying was that... Uh, the career storyline with Bet in season two is kind of boring. Um, she's literally chasing after artists and beg them to sign a contract with her and to work with her and please let me do this and don't mind my boss mm-hmm. and forget about his name. It's really me. I get it. I yeah. get the devotion. I appreciate it. But that's all she did all season was to chase an artist after the other. And then when it was to with Pippa, I appreciated um, her really going after her and really trying and really trying to convince her. And I appreciated Pippa, like, stood her ground. She said, no, I'm not going to come back just for any old thing. Mm-hmm. I, I need something serious. I need something tangible. And it ended up being more serious, and she ended up signing her. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, the whole season is just been trying to get someone to work with her. And it's not, she's not like... Um, showing off her skills or she's not achieving great things she's not um doing anything in particular it's very flatline there's nothing else no growth there either and bed porter is the only character that's very career driven i would say that would that is showed that way and that season there was nothing really that happened aside from the fact that she ended up being with pippa so i think that this whole storyline was to really only have bet being with someone that was at her level Mm -hmm. and it was just a whole scheme just to get there yeah just to get there and get to a finale where tina is the main focus right so tina 
talk about what is in a total of like three episodes maybe (laughs) which is fine you know she's busy but the three episodes she's in are the only episodes of the whole fucking season that mean anything right sad but at least for bet and tina well for the whole thing because the episode that she comes in with and it's like her and carrie for the first time and everybody in the kitchen and that was it was nice it was nice to see the dynamic between those three and how bet reacts to uh, Carrie coming in and you know being in her her bubble her family that was great to see and freaking Rosie O'Donnell is just oh my god she's perfect Can okay take a her moment. humor is perfect oh my god Rosie I love her so much I've loved her you know who doesn't fucking love her and I was so happy to see her and to see that her character is just amazing yeah just dope just adorable as fuck like I don't know how you can not like Carrie well, it just as well for Jennifer yeah, B's yeah, 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 situation yeah. for Bet it's it's understandable. But how could you not like Carrie? Oh she's, yeah, she's dope. She's as hell. great. But with that being said, I felt like by the end of the season, Tina's whole purpose was to come back and cause bullshit between her and Bet and how their relationship might still be a thing. Yeah, but I, it's not like at this point, it's okay to just co-parent. It's okay to be in each other's lives and just be there together. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big advocate of Tibet. I will make a Tibet video and love them and love on them as a couple as much as possible. But at this stage of their life, realistically speaking, it's not necessary. And yes, it fans keep calling for it and fans want Bet and Tina back together. But realistically speaking, that's not going to happen. And yet the freaking writer specifically is throwing it in our face like a fucking carrot that we're just trying to grab, trying to grab. And it's the only piece of hope that we have for coming back to each episode to hope that maybe Bet and Tina will get back together. That's really what it is, because I mean, not to take away from the new cast, they're they're good actors. At the end of the day, they're they they're, do what they're they... they're acting with what they're given. Yeah. And, that you part. know, the storyline is the storyline. Um, you know, it sucks for Finley to only have the drunk storyline. Yeah. And for Sophie to have the only struggling relationship storyline. Mm-hmm. And Danny's just lost. She's yeah. She's trying to figure it out. Right. She's trying to figure it out with her dad. And, you know, that's her storyline. And maybe she wants Sophie, but no. Uh, do I want Gigi? Maybe, but I'm scared. Um, <laughs> you know, so at the end of the day... People who watch Gen Q, mostly I want to say are people who have watched the original I L agree. Word yeah. and who are original fans. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like it or not, Bet and Tina, and I've told you that before, mm-hmm. Bet and Tina is the reason why people are watching. You're right. You are beyond They're right. the money shot. They're I the know. money names. Okay. Uh, they made the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm not taking anything away from anybody. It's just realistically speaking, that's the situation. It was, you know, the whole reason why, I don't know if anybody, everybody knows that, but Eileen Shaken, the the producer of the original series, didn't want, when she first wrote L Word, uh, to bring Bet and Tina back together when they broke up in season two. That was not her plan. Her plan was that they were going to break up and mm-hmm. that was going to be it. And the fans were so fucking no. enraged and they wanted them back together. And she had to be like, okay, I'm going to have to write them back together. And that's how it ended up. Mm-hmm. And thank God for that because we need that. Can you imagine? You if it cannot did? sacrifice that kind of chemistry Mm-mm. on screen. That is so fucking rare. And it, was, when, it got better by the end, too. When you get that with, between two actors, you cannot just 
pass on that. Right. You have to you have to build your fucking empire on that because it's so rare nowadays to build chemistry and be believable on the screen. Everybody want to call themselves actors. Mm-hmm. Okay? But these two work. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, as I said, that's what make people come back. So I understand you might not be a big fan of Bet and Tina. Uh, maybe you don't like Bet because she's too rude or like she's not a she's a narcissistic or whatever. But at the end of the day, Bet and Tina, it, the show for could fucking be called Bet and Tina. <laughs> okay, I know. So, anyways, I'm happy that Laurel's back. Uh, you know, she's one of the OGs. I'll always appreciate her to to be in the episodes. But it is a little bit disappointing because in the first season she did was saying like, oh. I'm going to move back around. I'm going to be part of Angie's life more. I'm going to be around, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this season, yeah, was really much. That's why I said more. it was, it was, I think three episodes Yeah, and maybe. Three, and I'll four take scenes. whatever yeah. I can get. Yeah. But come on. So that was unfortunate. Um, we'll touch on Shane real quick. Okay. Yes. Before we get the fucking elephant in the room, let's go. <laughs> because Shane, I felt like once again, was very stagnant. We had the, um, the poker situation. Yeah, that was uh, It was dope. First episode, let's bring in, um, what's her name? Uh, Lena Waithe. Dope as hell. Let's get her done. But that was it. Um, it and was then, just a guest star cute, for one cute, episode. Cute, you know? But, like, I was all for it. I was I like, come it. on, give me representation. Let's do it. Um, but, no, guest star, cool. But then, you know, Shane starts doing her own poker night at uh, Dana's. And, you know, cute. But that just kind of rolls into itself for a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. Yeah. Um, we tease her relationship with um, Tess. Tess and right away in my head I'm like please don't fuck over Tess of all people because Tess is one of the most genuine characters ever to be on the L word mm-hmm. do not fuck over this one and one of the great actors come on man but for whatever reason we keep doing Tess fucking dirty okay yep. she keep all she gets is these half ass relationships in the back uh, uh, couch okay of Dana's very Come on, bad. man. That How baby deserves times? way better than that shit. How many times has she been fucked in the back of the club? Well, we had uh, um, Finley. We had Finley for first. Okay. Then Shane, too. No, Shane wasn't back there yet. What's that girl's name? Um, yeah, Sherry Jaffe. Sherry Jaffe. They brought Sherry Jaffe back for a fucking episode just to do this. Mm-hmm. For what purpose? Yep. Was this necessary? Nope. Oh, and then on, she she sleeps in the back of the club after she drank with uh, Finley. Ugh. It's just not. It's just toxic. Yeah, it's the not. baby deserves better than okay. that. Okay, but we end up on a good note with them two in a relationship. Yes, but it's like they wrote Tess off quickly and was like, "Oh, you got another gig after this? Okay, we just gonna get rid of your character. Uh, your mom is sick and you gotta go to Vegas." Yep. Okay, so that leaves Shane back with no one and storyless because that was the dynamic was her entire relationship with Tess. There was nothing else there. Yeah, because can we mention that we completely forgot about Kiara? Who? Who what? Kiara disappeared. She had another gig too. She was like, deuce. Oh yeah, she moved the fuck on. Before L Word was done shooting, she was uh, promoting her new stuff. (laughs) Very that. Like, no, which understandable. But if you're going to write something, like at least have it relevant Mm -hmm. like it's gotta come tenfold somewhere that's the thing and we talked about this before they don't know if they're gonna get a season three Mm -hmm. um so they can't make their actors sign contracts that are longer than the current season they're working on exactly so in the meantime their cast are getting gigs because they're on fucking showtime everything's uncertain and they give their all to these sad Mm storylines that's the reality of it yeah and 
you know, they're not going to say no to a great gig. Of course not. And they're not going to say no to a guaranteed three plus season series. Mm -mm. So when you don't have a fucking contract to sign, you go elsewhere. Of course. And so as a writer, you're stuck with what you get Mm. as well. So you have to write around and that we've mentioned that, like you said earlier, uh, close ups and, you know, for the sex scenes. And honestly, I got to, because we're going to talk a lot of shit about storylines and stuff, but I know that as a writer, it's hard to write a show sometimes because for one, as we mentioned, we don't know if we're going to get another season. So you don't know who's coming back, who's not. So you can't really develop a big storyline in case that person doesn't come back. You can't Mm -hmm. readdress that. Second of all, you got to work around. So we talked about uh, schedule and availability, but you got to work around the terms and conditions of every actor's Mm -hmm. contract. Not everybody wants to be butt naked on Mm -hmm. screen. You're right. Uh, Working with original cast that are, you know, 50 years old plus, uh, they might not want to be, you know, on the screen. I mean, Jennifer Beals, since the very beginning of L Word, you know, she's had very strict um, specific shots, conditions of, of work. And that's perfect. That's great. Uh, we were able to work around that and make scenes believable and mm-hmm. still credible because we had the other partner, the other character, um, you know, allowing us to have more access to, to them. You know, I'm thinking about Laura Holloman. They've never, she's never had a issue with, you know, showing her body on screen. So with that, it's, it's, it makes the scene like real natural, but now Unfortunately, we have, I mean, I want to say like almost all of the love scenes with Bette that is like a close up on her shoulders and on her face and on her arms. And you don't even know what you're looking at. Yeah. Um, They're trying very hard with the lingerie girl. Okay. To try to make us see some cute. And I, I, listen, I don't want to talk shit because I love and respect Jennifer Bill so much. And I respect her choices and what she wants to do. And I know that it's hard to work around that when you're trying to show at the end of the day, a sex scene, but you can't show anything. So it's fucking hard, but I'm over it. I'm over the close ups. I'm over the lack of originality of shots. That's really what it comes down to, because I feel like in the original one, she had the same claws and condition, but for whatever reason, they were able to shoot the things differently in order for it to still look aesthetically pleasing. And we could still actually believe the shot. Yeah. Right because now, we can't believe these shots. Exactly. The other person feels like they're trying harder because, once again, there's no chemistry there. Mm-hmm. So the shots are trying to make up for the lack of chemistry. That is the main yeah. situation. And you can pump it up yeah, and with with lighting and music and angles and, and, and whatever you want. Sure, it's mm-hmm. cute. It's aesthetic. But at the end of the day, does it make my jaw drop? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I was gonna say something. No. Like I was gonna say, hey, no, I'm not gonna say that. But you know, um, I was gonna say something <laughs> like, uh, uh, um, fuck, what's her name? Trailer Trash Tammy was gonna oh. say. But anyways, um, I who just else, who else did we know? Oh, you 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 want to finish up the? I know, but I'm just you know I'm just saying like I get it. It's hard for writers. It's hard for everybody. Uh, when you have a production, you don't know if it's gonna make it. You <laughs> right? Very that boo boo. But with that said. There's one character. Are we I there think, yet? I just I want to I want to let's do it because there's one character that I, I feel like oh. has never received the proper love. My good. That he deserves, and that's fucking Micah. Can we do 
Angie before we get You want to do Angie first? Yes, because Michael okay, we got Michael, a lot can, to say. Okay, we can end on Michael. Let's okay. get into Angie. Let's get into Angie then. Let's do it. Because that's, that's way more positive. Porter Kennard. That part. A.K.A. Miss Jordan Hall. That part. Can we please? Mm. How you say? Throw her the trophy. Just do it. Just, just smack her upside the back of her head because. With the Emmy. Hello. Because baby girl carried this show. Okay. Baby girl carried the fuck out of this show. Thank you. Every scene Miss Ma'am was in, I believed it. Oh, yes. Every time a tear dropped from her little bitty eyeball, I believed it. Mm-hmm. Miss Ma'am, throw it. Throw it at her. A little awkward smile, laugh, mm. I believed Come it. Come on. Every little look over to her little girlfriend, Jordan, mm. I believed it. Whether good or bad, because Jordan was on Jordy, something. Yeah. Jordy was on something. Every little argument and every little hug with her mamas, I believed it. Sure did. Girl, can we talk about the very first episode of the very first season? And we see uh, Angie. And we don't know yet. We don't know her, but we know it's Angie. We're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, we've seen her as a baby. We want to see what the fuck's happening with her. And she acts like a little brat right away. Ooh, I was not ready for Walk that. Walk the fuck out. Nope. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Miss Ma'am, you Tina, better come back here. Have a little girl like that. Mm-hmm. I cannot take it. That's not the way. And then ends up, she was just kidding. She was just like, oh, I love you too, Mom. Ah, ha, ha. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, I needed that to happen. But yes, Jordan Hall, she's a fucking great actor. Phenomenal. Um, As you mentioned, she already is going to be in a production with Miss Queen Latifah. Yeah. Uh, let's get it's into it. It's a Netflix it. situation too, so Thank baby about you. to make them coins. Get okay? your bank, You better girl. get them streaming uh, coins. Thank you. Switch up the game. Yes. But yeah, we ready for it. Oh, I'm yes. ready to see more and more of this girl. Yes. Because she brings such a fresh dynamic. It's very genuine. Mm-hmm. Like something about her facial expressions, I just am in love yeah, with everything with this pure. girl. Yeah, she's just pure. She's just natural. And she is like a real teenager. If they didn't do something right with this show, they casted the hell out of that Angie. Thank thinking. you. They did, and they write a good story for her. They do. Thank well, you. they killed her. Uh, yeah, her sperm donor. That's okay. That you wasn't. Know, that but it, you're right. You're right. But I felt like the way they did that, I felt was a letdown for her entire buildup of yeah. the season. Because at least if she met him for two seconds and he died. I felt like a little bit of clarity would have been there, you know, just to get that. Yeah. But to not really get that at all. And the best they could do was be like, here's a, well, that, that was cute. Here's yeah. a, a, a painting by Marcus Allen Wood. Yeah. So that was nice that she's able to that get something really from nice. him that she can always keep with her. So that was dope. But yeah, I felt like they could have, they could have gave us that what mm-hmm. we was leading up to. And I like the fact that, you know, Bet and Tina, they were there for their daughter mm-hmm. and they were working with her. For her, mm-hmm. and you know that moment when Marcus passed away, yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, of course, Bet is really touched because it was a friend, it yeah. was uh, an artist she used to know, and the donor of, you know, he's the reason why Angie is here. Yeah, and so I really thought all together, despite everything, it was a really beautiful scene. Yeah, but now. <sighs> We gonna rewind back. I, I'm gonna let you take the lead on that. I'm just, one. I'm just gonna bring us in, and then you give me something constructive, okay? Oh, so, can I? Like I said, <laughs> like I said before, um, the one character that we think deserves a lot better than is given to him is Micah, and literally from the jump, Micah has been given the storyline that's kind of lackluster. Um, the baby's friends with everybody, but rarely get a scene with them. Um, one thing that I know Leo did that bothered me was he posted a picture of the finale episode 
And he simply said, you know, it's my first time being in a scene with these legends, referring to uh, Alicia Haley and uh, Kate Menig, which awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. But that told me that in 18 episodes of Gen Q, this is the first time that Micah's character has been in a scene with these two people that's relevant to anything. Mm -hmm. In 18 episodes, it's the finale of season two. What? What? Here's the storyline. He is somehow a college teacher. Was. But we only know that because we hear him talk on the phone to a student on the very first scene of the very first episode, yep. I believe. Yep, it sure was. Um, and that's it. That is We it. never see him at school never. working with the student, correcting exams, working late hours. No, nothing of that. And then he is living with Danny and Sophie because they're friends. But... He's not working with anyone. Like, he's not in the same workplace, like Finley, for example, and Sophie. Yeah. Or Danny being related to Alice. No relation there. No. There's no really. He's just there because he's friends. He used to be, you know, Danny's uh, uh, girlfriend back in the day. And that's it. So I'm like, okay, we have an, you know, an outsider. How are we going to bring him in? How are we going to make him part of the group? And no, it's still Max, not part of the group. Exactly. And we're still looking at you weird because nobody knows you. Not relevant to nothing. You're not part of the circle. Nope. Uh, You're not related to anything that we're doing. Ever. Ever. Because as we mentioned, you have a job, but somehow we don't know about it. Uh, The only storyline that you have is your love interest, Jose. Mm -hmm. And it's very you know problematic from the Mm get-go because it's a lot of wishy-washy situations and we're supposed to go on a date but in the end we can't i have something to deal with okay and then you don't show up anymore you don't call me but then somehow you show up to a bar and you want to be all over me and then what do you want what do you want that's the scene in the hallway And then Jose's like, I want you. Like, I want to be with you. Okay, well, then fucking show me that because you're just being acting weird. And we end up knowing that Jose is actually married. They gave us a very Marina-esque situation there. I mean, spoiler, but we're talking about season one, whatever. But very Marina-esque. But then we threw that whole thing away in the beginning of season two because that was our cliffhanger for for Micah in season one. And that was nothing, but that was more than we got in season two. Mm -hmm. We got a cliffhanger. We come back. Uh, Micah goes over what to the house one time, breaks up. Yeah, we never see Jose again. Nope, ever again. Ever, ever not even. Again. It doesn't even come up. No, they don't even try to work on it, or they don't even mm-hmm. try to explain what mm-hmm. happened. Why did Jose have a husband and never mentioned about it? Was he out of town? What were they separated? Uh, why were they separated? We don't. Why know. did Jose think that it was okay to be with Micah while he knew he was married? Like, not important, I guess. No, we jumped all of that and be like, oh, well, he's my husband. I had to give him a try. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Well, fuck but me what, then. What, what happened? What was the situation? We don't know. We don't Irrelevant. care. <laughs> I'm telling you, the fact that the writers, you can't bring up something and then close that chapter without saying something about it. Right. Something happened in the middle. Make it make sense. Right. At least mention it. So that way, when you walk past it, I understand why we're past mm-hmm. it. They just roll over it real quick, and we're supposed to just go with the flow. And every time that happens, we try to find a reason why it was not explained. And all we can come up with was, well, maybe that actor didn't have availability yep. anymore to come back in season two. But like you said, going back, it probably makes sense because the character that plays Jose has been popping up in a lot of shit lately. Oh, I don't I didn't know if know you that. noticed nope. popping up in a bunch of shit. So if there is nothing that guarantees me a second season, 
why what am i signing on for i did one season yeah i had a character but who knows if it's coming back i'm gonna do uh there you go uh what sweeps week and do a bunch of pilots and get in here and do what i need to be done because i need a gig i'm an actor but then you talk about oh, okay we got a green lit for a season two who's coming back well Sorry, too I'm late <laughs> you I, starting I can, shooting two days i can give you a weekend right that's best i can do so then you gotta rewrite whatever the fuck you got going on because you're not guaranteed anything mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah it's it's fucked from top to bottom the way the beginning as soon as they said we've been greenlit for a season two they were fucked yep they had nothing to talk about because they didn't know if they were gonna come they back no so now you come back with covid mm. and half your cast is gone or about to leave so you got to rewrite your whole stories because I'm sure they had some in mind and For that sure. was not it. That wasn't it. It was like a remix revamped version and they tried to just spit it out real quick. Girl, spit it, it out real quick so they could record and get everything done and edit it to get it to us, which yep. we appreciate it, but don't half ass it. I'd mm-hmm. rather have waited another year to come out. Oh yeah. To get it done correctly. Come on. Then force it like that and write bullshit just to put it on TV. So that's Micah's storyline. Micah, that's for it. For the beginning of the season two. And then, uh, thank God for Natalie, <laughs> because she gives him a job where we actually see him in a workspace. Great. And, you know, we're like, okay, maybe there's going to be some development there. Maybe we're going to see him as a therapist. We're going to see him analyzing or trying to, you know, help uh, the LGBTQ plus youth to go through their struggle. Okay, mm. he's a trans therapist. He got, you know, oh, there's some there crickets bitch nope it was just to set up the um intervention with uh bet tina and um, angie well let's get let let, this whole scene i understand it was to address the fact that angie wanted to help uh marcus Mm -hmm. um maybe you know check if she was a match for being able to donate her kidney but ultimately that scene was a setup for bet and carrie to have a conversation Mm mm-hmm that was the whole premise of the scene. It sure was. It was for them to actually sit down in front of each other with a therapist in the middle yep. and talk about childhood and talk about your background and your parents yep. and how you brought, you were brought up to this world mm-hmm. and how these two backgrounds are colliding with each other. And that whole scene was them going to therapy and trying to get there, you know, trying to be fucking i don't know just friendly to each other Mm -hmm. and understand each other's background and why they're part of each other's lives now Mm -hmm. but that scene i thought it was unfortunate for micah because you're not the focal point we saw we saw him you know with fucking legends let's talk about that right now leo shang he is in a scene with jennifer bills laura holloman and rosie o'donnell and jordan hall Okay, that's the half the best cast of the whole fucking show right there. And you have two lines. Oh, the, guys, let's sit down. Let's take the time. Let's let's leave uh, Angie talk. Anybody could have done Anybody that. Anybody could have did. They could have let Nat do that, and it would have been fine. Very that. I was like, come on. Like, you have him as a therapist. We finally see him in his element, like, in his job, doing what he likes. And, you know, you even see him going up to Angie when she's at the center trying to find a therapist being like, Hey, I'm gonna help you. So I was like, great. We're going to see that. We're going to see them working together. We're going to see Angie's side of the story. We're going to understand her struggles and her traumas or whatever. No, Nope. We didn't see none of that Mm-mm. in the scene. He has two lines and it's literally trying to moderate everything being like, Hey guys, let's I'm so sorry. You were not uh, feeling like you were being heard before her mom could have said that. Uh, hello. That's what moms say. <laughs> That's what moms say. Come on, man. 
yeah, they they really were trying to give Micah that moderator situation. Even with the intervention with um Finley at the end. Once again, Micah was playing moderator with two lines. Yep. Like there's there's nothing that Micah actually had to say or if you were cut out of the scene it wouldn't have made a fucking difference because nope. they only put you there to give you a reason to come to work that day. Because there was nothing else going on. So Uh, that is 100% a writer's issue. Why do you have a character that you don't know what to do with them? If you don't know what to do with them, don't make them a main character. Make them a Nat. Make them a Gigi. But tell us that. Don't have this baby. But that's what he is at the end of the day. I know, but don't put uh, fucking Michael on the cover like Micah is part of the group and Micah's not. Yeah, he, He's on the fucking cover shooting everything with all the other people. There was a whole episode without him. Multiple episodes without him. And did we miss it? We didn't recognize until the credits broke. I ain't seen Michael the whole damn time. God damn. And the whole damn time. They want to push that damn love story with mm. Mirabelle. Yeah. I love her. I love She's her. She's a great She's actress. She's fucking dope. I wanted more of her at the end of season one. That part. I was happy to see her again. I remember saying, I need her more. But they only brought her more to be Micah's love interest. Yeah. It wasn't relevant to nobody else. She didn't even have any scenes with her fucking sister. Mm-mm. It was all about Micah. Yep. Trying to give Micah something. Just grasping at straws. And it was forced. It was very forced. Um, And I understand that the scene, the love scene was very groundbreaking. Big and time. legendary. And Big for- time. Absolutely. I'm there for that. 100%. But if you're going to break those boundaries mm-hmm. and if you're going to be legendary mm-hmm. and if you're going to be a first timer, make it right. That part. Don't just, anybody can be like, all right, I'm going to do a scene too like that. Just yep. boom. It happens. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do that. I'm not saying that everybody will. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be this groundbreaking, you got to be worth it. A hundred percent. So you forcing a love story to end up doing a scene that's never been done before only to get there. This whole thing was for nothing. It was just forced just for you to have that scene in that moment on TV and be talked about. Girl. You're but right. all praise to Miss um, Maribel. I I, I do that apologize. Part. I do not have her. her I think name. her name is Juliana. Or Juliana. Oh or yes, that like sounds. That? Yes. I think it's right. Yeah, I can't that remember her right. last name, but she's fucking dope. Yeah, she's, she's fucking dope. dope. I appreciate her. I appreciate you know um, her wanting to be part of mm-hmm. that scene and part of that moment. Um, I assume that it was maybe hard for her to get there and maybe you know be. Um, maybe willing to put herself mm-hmm. on screen like that, you know? And, but it's a good thing that she did because yep. now we have that moment on TV and one day we won't need to be talking about that kind of scenes as groundbreaking that part. because it'll be just usual. The norm, that part. But, but with that being said, that's the best thing Micah did. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. I, and we said it the first season was that I wish they did more with Micah. And we don't even know, like, everybody left the season two with kind of like a a moment, oh, what's going to happen? You know, with Alice and Tom and Bet and Tina, what's going to happen with Tess and uh, Sophie, I mean, Tess and Shane, mm-hmm. what's going to happen to Finley and Rehab, Dan- Danny, Gigi, whatever. Micah, what about him? Micah is just there. He didn't have no storyline this, mm-hmm. this season. Uh, was it because he didn't know he was going to come back last minute said, yes, I will. And they kind of tried to find something to tell about him. That's always what I'm going to go back. I to. know. Cause it's the only thing that makes sense. And if that's not the case, it's fucking sad that this is what yep. we ended up with because that's the only way to kind of justify the writing is if they were just working with what they were working with and they had all these different conditions that were making things difficult. But if that's not the case and it's really just comes down to piss poor writing, 
That's fucking sad. Somebody needed to be fired yesterday. And if there was one character that we needed to redeem ourselves of was a transgender character. 100%. It was Micah. 100% Micah. We needed to do better for Max. Mm-hmm. And we fucking failed. Drop the ball. We're about, hopefully, to start season three. <laughs> Maybe. And who is Micah? Who is he, really? Shit, I know more about his mama than Micah. <laughs> I mean, Ridiculous. I feel bad saying that, but I really asked the question. Yep. He's not, he's only there because he's friends with Danny and Sophie. And Hell, Finley. Danny, because barely Sophie, no? Well, season two, he was way closer to Sophie than he uh, yeah, was with you're Danny. Right, you're right. But you're right. He was, you know, as I mentioned, Danny's girlfriend in college, mm-hmm. and they are still friends to this day, and they're sharing a house. Mm hmm. He's not related in any other way to any of the other characters. If if it's not about Sophie or Finley, he's not in the scene. Mm-mm. Ever. And if, even if he is in the scene, he ain't got nothing to say. No, nah, he's just in the background. You know what? I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. Because I was so excited to see uh, Micah. You know, I thought he was, he was a decent actor. For sure. He had a lot of potential. Yep. I was ready for his storyline for him to take off and have a great development, but no, mm-hmm. we're still we're we're still like oh Micah oh yeah that extra yeah that extra yep that's what's being sad, done sad but true Mm-mm. no they and it's it sucks for these actors to be given this material that's nothing critical to work with I'm hoping if they do end up get being greenlit for a season three we get better. We yep. get a writer's room in here. We get some fucking professionals who can write a goddamn story that's relevant to each other and that builds off each itself. You can't have a beginning with a story, stop it, and then halfway through try to pick something up or create something out of nothing. And we have to stop giving fans everything they want. Because exactly. fans don't... I know, I'm a fan myself. We don't have a realistic point of view on we the don't. show. We don't. We're super just, biased. We, we're super biased and we want our fantasy to be projected on screen. But that won't make a story, no. guys. So I understand you want to ship whoever the hell, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That brings notoriety. Uh, ooh, that word. Um, visibility. What <laughs> were you a, I'm changing for visibility. <laughs> but it, you know, attracts people, and the bigger the fan base, the bigger the show. Yeah. Um. Okay. Orange is the black. Biggest fan base ever. Worst show ever. You know. I said season it. Season two, it went downhill. And we are but big the, it, fans. But the issue, uh, we are bitch. We met because we of met that because show. of that show. Very fucking that. Maybe another story for another day. But oh my god. It made the show. It did. That the show, fan base made the show. But that show got greenlit for seasons like three through six or three Seven. through five. After the second season. Yep. So they knew we had a couple seasons to stretch out a story. So that's what the fuck they did. In comparison, they don't know if they're going to get it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So they're just kind of like so throwing it So I'm just saying, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Why don't you fucking give Go it your all out. Balls to the goddamn Go wall. Go all out. Yeah. And if that's your that, that's the end of your, your story and you don't know if you'll be able to readdress or close anything, then that's what it be. But this finale of season two was like, the end of the series mm-hmm. we were closing everything tess and shane were separating yep. maybe bet and tina were going to get back together tom was going to propose to alice mm-hmm. finley was in rehab and was going to get better danny was gonna you know that's it but we can't be closing every fucking season because we don't know what's gonna happen next year look i'm gonna say this and then we can get into the episode all right because we're be- gonna do part one part two probably okay because i'm gonna say this and then we can get into the episode so 
that video I showed you. Yes. Of Marha, Marja, Lewis, Ryan, whatever the actual writer of the show. She's the the one of the producers and showrunner. Exact, whatever. She's on a Skype call and she mentions about how she gave the fans what they wanted in a finale, aka Bet and Tina's cliffhanger at yes. the end of the, the season. And she's simply saying, if I don't get a season three by giving the fans what they wanted, I'm going to be pissed. And that pissed me off mm. because the only reason that you should get a season three is because of this one scene that you left the cliffhanger for a relationship that the fans want, but you can't write anything else but that. And you did certainly didn't want to no, write that. Don't do it then. You only did that for the fans. Again, the fan base makes the fucking Girl. show. If the fans are here, there's a show. If the fans are not here, there are no show. I so what are you going to give the fans for them to have a show? Bet and Tina. But the Bet and Tina situation in the finale was forced. Oh, they for sure. weren't together at all in that no. season. And then the episode before the finale is, ooh, do you, are you still in love with me? What the fuck? What? No. What? And then the finale is the whole time. Oh, what if Tina showed up on your door? And then, no. I understand, like, the whole premise of, uh, you know, Carrie being insecure and saying okay. to Tina, oh, I'm sure Bet is still in love with you, blah, blah, blah. That's okay. 100%. But there is nothing that happened during the season that would explain why there would be anything there. No, nope. honestly, they've, yes, had some moments of, you know, love and tenderness for their daughter because, you know, at the end of the day, it was your wife. It's you're the mother yeah. of your child. You've been with that person for 20 years. Of course, you still have love and affection for that person. But there is, you know, Guestbed said, you know, I'm not, I'm still not okay after Tina and I still maybe think about her and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing tangible that happened during the season that can't explain not at all. them going back together. No. Quite the opposite. They've not really been getting along this whole season. At all. So what the fuck? She wrote it just to say, I did it, y'all. Look. Y'all should be happy. Yep. And if I don't get a season three, then I'm going to be pissed because I did that for y'all. Yeah. Fuck you, bro. No. No. That's ridiculous. That's fucked. That's ridiculous. I do want to say one more thing. Get it. Because we did speak a lot about that before. It might be controversial. What do you think about Miss Angie being interested in girls? I feel like... We didn't need that. Mm. I think that it maybe would have been a little more realistic if we had a conversation of my parents are queer. Maybe I'm queer. Maybe I'm not queer. You know, like maybe if we would have got more questions from her as a teenager questioning her sexuality. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would have been more realistic. Very that. And... I mean, I appreciate that, you know, she's a, she has lesbian parents and, you know, she's like, okay, so they know what it's like. And I can talk to my mom, mama T about Jordy and stuff like that. She feels open about talking about it. But in that same sense, I feel like it would have made a little bit more sense with more questions. Yes. At least more questions. And that's my opinion, but I think it could have been a really nice storyline also for Angie. Maybe we're going to tackle that later on because this season she was very preoccupied with her sister and Alan, uh, Marcus Allen Wood, the prom, Jordy, you know, they were struggling a little bit as well. Um, but I was always thinking before L Word was ever going uh, announced to be rebooted, I always thought it would be so interesting to see Angie 
being straight and dating boys and seeing Bet and Tina try to handle and deal with that mm -hmm. because it's not necessarily in their world. Now yep. they have a, a boy that loved their daughter. Yep. They're super fucking protective. I cannot even imagine Bet meeting that boy for the very first time or meeting that boy's parents mm -hmm. and be like, who are you? What do you, what are your intentions with my daughter? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there was none of that with Jordy. No, because maybe because it's a girl and they're friends and they're kind of, you know, they like each other and it's okay. It's cute. Whatever. Bet did say, you know, if you want to hang out with my daughter, try to skip the pot yeah. and don't make her, uh, you know, skip school. Yeah. Um, but I thought it would have been so interesting to have Angie, maybe, why not be a little frustrated that her parents are, why do you have to be gay? You know, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. No, you're right. Because, you know, you've even brought up before, like how even if maybe the boy she's dating's parents come and they are like the super Republican, conservative, very conservative, very anti-gay, very yes. everything. And they're sitting across from Bet and Tina and it's causing this rift in the room, but they're having dinner because their kids are dating. Now this would have caused a whole different dynamic. Yes. That would have been great. And then we could have talked about Bet and Tina teaming up with each other and, you know, tackling that, issue yeah. and now we would have had more connections more dialogues more, more storylines story <laughs> and that could have explained maybe them being like hey maybe we are a team more for our daughter and also for each other maybe i am interested in thinking about what if mm -hmm. you know i don't but, know but we're gonna say it here first because if that shows up in an episode you know they was listening i need my chick <laughs> i'm telling you but that's our little recap for each and every uh, character. Uh, we try to go as fast as possible because we do have a whole episode to talk about. But <laughs> let us know what you think. I know there's a lot of people who are disappointed in the second season. Some hated the first scene and loved the second season. Some loved the first scene and hated the second season. But at the end of the day, it's our word. I'll always appreciate new content from them. I always talk shit, but I always oh, yeah. sit down on my couch and I watch sure the episode. I sure do. I'm editing a video as we speak. Ooh. Trying to make it good. You know, Miss Danny and her power suits and shit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I love the actors. I love their dynamic. I love them as a group. Yeah. I just need the writing to fit these people. Please. That's all we ask. That's it. Fuck. Let's get into it. You ready? Yes. Episode 12. Looking back, mm. I haven't thought about it. We'll, as usual, talk about what we thought the title meant. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's like common sense. It's yeah. like, it, it really I don't plays know. on itself. So we starting off, we're in LA. Oh yeah, you know, with the vignette and everything. Exactly. LA 1979, uh, just people doing coke. Yeah. People smoking, drinking. That's about what happened in the 70s. And it's pretty much just men yeah. <laughs> at this point. Just, you know, just gawking at two women topless in the pool. Yeah, know? of course. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, dicks, you yeah. know? <laughs> exactly. That's our impression of, of men. Uh, dicks. Yeah, dick. All right. Great. Um, <laughs> Hit us with the theme song. <laughs> Hit us with the theme song. Theme song. Theme <laughs> song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so Ben and tina are going to the planet it looks like it's nighttime but it's actually morning exactly because they're going on a road trip and uh you know bet is mentioning that 
she's thinking of hiring this girl for like the carpenter job at the CAC. Mm-hmm. Uh, she thinks she's so cool because she has an all women crew. And Tina's like, yeah, go for it, babe. You got it, babe. <laughs> you got it, babe. <laughs> um, Very supportive. Of course. So they, so the first thing that I wrote in all caps. They're so young. <laughs> I know. They look like babies in that yeah, scene. Yeah, because we haven't watched an old episode in like three months yeah, since the last episode that we did. Uh, and we've watched a whole entire second season of uh, Gen Q. So we see them as of today. And yeah. 20 years ago, that's really what it was 20 years ago. Um, they're so cute and they have baby faces. <laughs> so Shani is getting coffee. Dana is sitting on the couch next to Kit giving her all the information and details regarding Mr. Piddle. She's acting like Mr. P is like a delicate flower that should be treated with the utmost care because, you know, you don't want anything bad to happen to him. Exactly. She's going away for what? A day? A literally. day. It's literally 24 hours. Yep. N- not even. And she's like, <laughs> okay, he's got to take his pill three times a day. Don't wake him up because he's going to be groggy all day. Oh. Oh, okay. I love you, Mr. P. And like it's later, but at some point she calls him like her little Mr. Man or something. I'm like, girl, if you don't calm down. Girl. But that's how we (laughs) feel about our cat. I know, a little giddy. Yeah. I swear. So um, they're getting their coffee before the trip. Alice is there. She's happy to tell her mom that she has her period. And Bet is like, what do you mean? And it was because she didn't know she was going to be pregnant because she was late. Yeah. And remember their whole situation of planning on giving the baby to Bet and Tina? Yeah, like they had big weird. plans for this metaphorical oh, yes. baby oh, yes. that wasn't even there yet. And I'm like, what are y'all talking about? This mm-hmm. is not going to solve anybody's problems. Nope. But now, no baby. Yep. No baby. Um, so they, they're they leaving. Basically, they say goodbye. Uh, Bet and Tina kiss. And they go on the trip. And we are on the road. We are in the car, and Jenny is just kind of in the back seat, and she's asking for clarification on where they're even going. So I guess they just kind of invited her, <laughs> yeah. like, girl, come with us. You you don't have nothing else to do. Marina's done with you. Come with us. Right. So Jenny's just back there. Where are we going? Is it a golf tournament? And Alice explains that it's Craft Nabisco Professional Women's Golf Tournament. AKA the Dinosaur, Dinosaur. Yeah, the Dinosaur, Dinosaur. weekend. Yeah. I had no idea it was a golf tournament. For one, for two, I. Oh, I'm so embarrassed, but I had no idea. I, you know, we're kids. I didn't know that Dinosaur was an actual person. Me neither. <laughs> oh my god! And we've watched this series how many times? Oh, like so ten many. times. But the issue is watching it the first time, baby gay, just kind of watching it, curious. Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh time, I'm just watching it. Like, oh yeah, I know about the dinosaur. Oh, cool, but I don't know about it. Yeah. I just know of it. Yeah. So watching it this time, and she's like explaining what it is, and oh, she died in '94, and she didn't even want it to be about lesbians having a spring break. Like, yeah. Wait a minute, what she say? Rewind yeah, yeah, that yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like I, I never noticed that. No, we never picked up on that, and that's so weird because that's what I love about this show is that every time we watch, we picked up on something different. And that was very informative for me, at least. And they're saying that there's like 10,000 women on this like weekend. And it just made me want to go to one because I I'm like following Dinosaur on Instagram and I see it. I see their event every year and I'm like, oh, it looks so fucking fun. Like it looks like a big ass pool party. Yeah. But it's just, you know, girls and whatever. Just women. Yeah. Super cool. I want to go to one. Anyways. Um, and also apparently Dana's getting an award. Like, yeah, thanks for mentioning it, but like, she calls it a human rights campaign award. What is, what campaign was she a part of? 
The only campaign that I know of is the ad campaign Get in the out, Subaru. Stay out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so is, it, is it related to that? Maybe, I guess. Okay, cute. I would assume so. Okay. Um, so just to say that we mentioned this whole event. Yeah. End up, oh, yeah, by the way, Dana's getting awarded, Dana's but getting whatever. Award. Yeah, not important. <laughs> so um, they start singing for whatever reason. That's really weird because they just start singing out yeah. of random. And then it kind of like fades. They come back. They're still singing. Like yeah. They really was going for however many All hours, night. like a 99 <laughs> bottles of beer on the wall type of situation but like at some point alice's mom turns around she's like oh like that song reminds me of alice's coming out story like yeah. i don't know if songs playing and, or whatever and she says that alice and her high school crush were drunk under like uh bleachers or something mm. and they like went in to kiss for the first time and i don't know if she said alice threw up on that girl the or if girl that did. girl okay so yeah. she threw up on, on alice. alice yeah that's kind of a deal breaker yeah <laughs> you think if that happens to you you, you know would, i'm just like, um... you know what let me clean this up and you gotta go <laughs> that's just uh, how that's gonna roll but then alice suggests that that's not her real coming out story so she proceeds to, <laughs> she proceeds she takes, proceeds, it, upon takes it upon herself to tell the correct story and she's talking about how it actually happened in college Ooh. okay and she had a boyfriend at the time his name was greg greg was her boyfriend and they were in a band that's my dream What's your dream? To be in a band. Really? Yeah. I wish I could help you with that, but I don't play any instruments. I am instrumentally challenged. Uh, <laughs> so I can't I can't be with you, but I can be a groupie. Okay. Yeah, I can really like, you know, care I can carry the speakers and get all the materials into the van. Um, but that's about all I can do. Mm-hmm. Anyways, every time I see a movie of some like a girl being part of a band, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I yeah. wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. But her band was called Butter. Yeah, that's cute. Butter. <laughs> like uh, and, it, and it's probably not spelled like butter either you know you have to like stylize it oh, with like God, different yeah. things in there but anywho she played for a band at her college and they just did like local bars whatever every weekend and it was just her her boyfriend and like two other guys whatever but their bassist quits in the middle of anything yeah. he's just done so they need a new one of course they audition a bunch of bullshit guys on campus, you know, horrible, horrible, horrible. We see a cute little montage of horrible sounds. And then here comes some girl by the name of Tayo. Yeah. I believe she said. Yep, that's right. And I mean, they just gay stared their life away from the, like, the second she got on stage. I mean, this bitch stopped making out with her boyfriend, told him to stop touching her, leans in forward to really make good eye contact. Eye contact drink my god like 100 percent. that's what it was and i'm like oh okay she she meant that so then you see them on stage you know just kind of rocking out and they look into each other's eyes and make out on stage so yeah. you know cute cool. just proceeds to tell us that they dated for two months <laughs> exactly <laughs> and very on. toxic and old girl moved on to everybody in on the organizations of campus lord that was it and then dana said something i thought was super cute she goes uh, oh, I lost it here. Oh, yeah, she says, so that's why you're a dirty bisexual. <laughs> because <laughs> this up. girl did her dirty in college. That's funny. <laughs> Makes sense. But Alice does ask Dana to tell her coming out story, which I thought was, like, super sweet but uh, sad. Yeah. So, which I thought was funny is that Leonard was like, oh, what? Fresh room. <laughs> like, yeah. it happened last week. And Alice goes, no, it happened 12 years ago. If you must know. That's crazy. Because Dana just came out. Uh, publicly like last year but 12 years ago she knew she was gay so um, she was at tennis camp and her instructor um, you know they just kind of fell in love and they were together and she I don't know what she called her but um, she writes to her friend telling uh, about her and Dana 
and that friend goes to that girl's parents and just tell on her what a shitty fucking friend like yeah. you were supposed to be my like, best friend and you do <gasps> some shit like that Mm-mm. so basically the parents come back to tennis camp snatches all her shit and send her on her way and never well they see each other a few times at matches dana says but she acts like she doesn't know her Ugh. That's sad as shit. Yeah. And then Lenore sad. just, you know, breaks the ice with, oh, mm-hmm. tennis girls are like girls in college, gay until graduation. So <laughs> like, bitch, how would you fucking know about tennis? Move right. on. The <laughs> fuck? Girls in graduation. Anywho, we end up at the CAC. Bet's at work, you know, looking all professional and shit. Of course. In comes James to let Bet know that Candace James is here to meet her. Isn't it Candace Jewel? Is it Joe? Why'd I put James? You know what? Because James came in to ask it. Anyways, Candace. She, she who shall not be named came up in here to see Bet. <laughs> the okay? carpenter. That bitch. I always put plumber. Why do I say the she's plumber. a plumber? <laughs> you know, I think because I see her in such a naughty, just disgusting way. Oh, you're so that mean. I, see I do. I mean, great lady. You know, she she did what she what needed to be done. She came in and she made a mockery of everything that was love work. Okay. But she, she will forever be my most hated character. Oh, damn, really? She will. I don't need her in my life. I don't. Wow, I she didn't know that. It. She is. Huh. Anywho, she how, who shall not be named. I, I have her mentioned a couple times as Miss Candace. Miss Candace. <laughs> <laughs> I said cut to Miss Candace. All up in best office. Explaining to her how she wants to the exhibit to look and how if we put this here, it's going to look better and this is hanging here. Just collaboration, right? Mm-hmm. You know, looked all professional, looked like she wanted to be there for all professional reasons. Mm. Mm-hmm. Back to the car. Uh, Leonard's like, okay, well, I'm going to tell my coming out story. It's like, girl, you don't <laughs> even have a child. You're not even gay. Like, she just wants to be part of the group. Oh, and my God. Alice she, was looking at her like, my what? Yeah, like, <laughs> but I like that. She She's a cool mom. So she says that back in the 70s, she was going to these parties called the mentions or something like that yeah. and there was a bunch of men and it's just a bunch of orgies drugs alcohol swingers mm. and at some point she ended up you know in the pool with two ladies and there was an incident Ooh. because her ex was in the room that night oh the scandal and she just uh described the incident as hot mm. and uh she does say that Wait, I, I, I lost it as well. That that was in the pool just making out in front of her. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, she said, a quote, an incident in the pool. Like, girl, say say. I was going to say, somebody drowned? Right. <laughs> like, just say what it was. Say what it was. Girl. But uh, just after her story, Alice just stares at her mom like, <clears throat> mom, <laughs> like, the fuck? <laughs> so Shane's uh, story is I like how we go from everybody and I do. tell everybody's you know, I do and that's our looking back up. part yeah. but I feel like with Shane's it was like an afterthought it was like yeah because it was super quick it was, it was super quick like a girl playing in the playground yeah and she gave her a toy yeah. and she took my toy and took my heart <laughs> I mean on. you know cute but yeah they fucking blew past that shit yeah. but I think that because they were just trying to show us that Shane has always known she was gay oh. which is good you know show us that show us these dynamics but damn give me a story at right. least you know like everybody maybe she has grew their up deep, with her in high yeah. school you know even they were friends ever since and then she was in love with all this time something mm. you know 
Give me some dynamic. Do you think I'm like just thinking about that right now? Because she did say, oh, she took my toy and she took she she broke my heart. Mm. Do you think that? Mm. I mean, it's very, very. You're reaching, but I'm going with very you. reaching. I'm going with you. But it's like maybe that's the reason why Shane be cheating on everybody and keeping on breaking everybody's heart because mm-hmm. she got her heart broken yep. at a very young age by Tiffany Gardner. Okay, that's her this name. This little crusty bitch. Yep. You right. I don't know. Maybe that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You right. So they finally pull up at Leonard's place after I don't know how many hours of yeah. driving. And, you know, she's just she's just talking. Just the talking. Whole ride. Just talking. And Alice gets out of the car. She's like, okay, mom, that's your stop. Come on, let's go. <laughs> and then she's just talking to everybody. And Alice is like, oh, your phone's ringing. Maybe it's your new agent. And Leonard's like, oh, my takes God. Off. Yeah, takes off, girl. So Alice says to Dana, come on, help me, help me. Grab those bags and throw them on her porch and let's on going. Girl, they was flying like the bitch was driving the getaway car. Like, girl. they were not <laughs> playing. They were like, take your shit. Bye, mama. <laughs> No questions asked. <laughs> Girl. So we switch and we go at the event. We're finally here. The gang comes in the hotel. There's a bunch of people in the lobby checking in, signing up for the event. There's signs everywhere. And here comes Tanya. Oh, bitch. We are introduced to, to fucking Tanya for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I assume that she is in charge of Dana. And in charge of her schedule, and she's going to be, uh, quote-unquote, her agent for the day. Yeah, she's like an organizer, I guess, of the event. And she does mention that she's going to be like a buffer between Dana and her fans. Right. So So I don't know what all that entails, but that's what she says she's going to be doing for the day. She was ready to throw hands for her. She was. Um, Some situations did not require such information to be done, but I do appreciate the thought. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you, I appreciate passion. Uh Uh-huh. So, of course... Tanya, you know, gives Dana her room card and says, you have a a photo shoot in an hour. Do your friends want to come to the dinner tonight? I can get some tickets. You know, she's she's very on top of her shit. She's very good at her job. I'll give her that. Uh, But Dana's like, okay, yeah, thank you. Thanks. I'll see you in an hour. Back to the CAC. Betty's in her office and Candace knocks on the door and she gives Bet her hest- her estimate. She goes, here you go. You know, that's the price that I would charge you for the work that you're asking of. And of course, Bet takes a look and says that it's 50 extra dollars than the highest bid. Um, so that's a lot of money, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Because it's not a little job here. Well, and it's the highest bidder is at this price, and you yeah. decide to be $50 more than that. Yeah. Baby, no. Lesbian who, request who, denied. Who no. are you? <laughs> uh-uh. Goodbye. Who are you, Miss Thang? What's your company? Because I see you. Okay? You don't look... You don't have a uniform Come on. Come on, coveralls. Okay? okay? You don't have a, a name tag. Baby. I know your company is an independent company. All good for you, but uh, who are you to be asking all that money? Mm-mm. So, Ben is like, why the fuck would I pay for that damn, damn thing? And now, uh, somehow, Candace says that she's going to take... Wait. No. So, we're basically supposed to believe that Candace draw, draws draw <laughs> my English is too late what is the verb bitch she draws she draws she draws boo come okay, on okay, okay she draws a fucking triangle on a piece of paper and we must believe that that convinced bet 
to pay fifty dollars more than the highest goddamn bidder. Okay. For this bitch, I'm gonna need to see some of your previous work, bitch. Where's your catalog? Because your based on your coveralls and white tank top, I can't tell what you do. No. Okay. <laughs> and you don't come up in here making such requests mm-hmm. and go tell me that you draw a triangle and I can't have fast, good, cheap, where the quality, blah, the blue, blah. I can't have that <laughs> because I need to pick. Two of those, and not but why all not of them. three? That's why what not? I don't understand. Why it's a triangle, not? bitch. It's got three quarters. I, I get understand. all three. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. Well, she's like, oh, you can only get two. Why not? That's who? <laughs> There's three sides. Give me the three. The I want fuck? all three. Because even Beth said, no, yeah, you can. Because if you want, oh, then oh, you wouldn't yeah, have cheap. Be. Well, uh-uh. yes, you can. Well, I'll be cheap when I'm through with it. <laughs> <laughs> I really need somebody to explain me the logic. I didn't understand. No, I need her to walk back up out of here and draw me up some new numbers. That's what uh, she need to do. Very that. She can take that fifty dollars and shove it down her coveralls. Okay, we not doing that. No. <laughs> so, anyways, Candace says like, okay, well, I'm gonna go get some takeout tonight and uh we i can draw some sketches for you is some sketches gonna change them accounting figures because that guess... 50 dollars is coming out your asshole i'm not doing that <laughs> oh uh-uh. my god nope <laughs> so we leave on that and we go back to the diner for a very short scene all i have is literally alice shane jenny and tina are looking at shirts and taking shots That's... i have our girls are down by the poop <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> That's all we have because we are going back to the CEC, pretending again. it's five hours later. Right. Because this part. Okay. okay. So we got Bet and Miss Candace. Uh, they just Ms. talking. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about Yolanda. You know, I guess is that explaining that they maybe broke up because Yolanda has some other stuff going on. Yeah, what was this conversation? Because when they first met at the club, where. Uh, Slim Daddy. Slim Daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Yolanda was there. And she's like, oh, he meet my ex, Candace. Mm. And they were already separated. Oh, okay, okay. I keep thinking that she said girlfriend at that point. Mm-mm. Okay. So, but I thought it was really weird because Candace is just over here talking about the struggles that she had with Yolanda. Yeah. And it's the first conversation about their personal life that she has with Beth. But I guess they've been together all day that, you know, it went from professional and now they're talking more personal conversations. So maybe. But why do you, why the first thing you talk about to someone you've never talked about your life is about your struggles with your relationship and how Yolanda was always picking up fights and she always wanted to. But it's their mutual connection. I guess. But then Beth is very shady and we pass through that very quickly. Well, yeah, she should have stayed in therapy. (laughs) That's so fucked up. Damn, (laughs) Beth. Why aren't you at therapy? Hello. You look like you need some. She really going through it. She just looks sad as a puppy dog. She really do. Like, would you need a hug? Oh, my Lord. But while she's sitting there looking sad, Tina calls. Yes. Tina calls. She goes out into the hallway to kind of take the call. And, of course, Tina is, she living it up over there. I'm so happy She's by the pool. Yeah, for the first time in a couple of episodes, Tina is having a good-ass time. Yes. And, you know, she's just like, oh, I'm having so much fun. What's going on there? Uh, she's telling her about Candace, taking the measurements, drawing up the sketches and everything. But then, you know, it gets kind of loud music and everything in the background. They Connection can't really. Shit, exactly. That part. They literally talking on these flip phones that look a little sketch. So probably got three buttons. <laughs> <laughs> they got these old uh, Boost Mobile phones and they got three buttons. Anyways, they talking. Uh, Connection is shitty. They kind of hang up. Boom, move on. So that just kind of means that Bet goes back into the room with Candace. And she sits down. Candace is all like, oh, is, is everything okay? You know, I know there's been issue with stuff getting across the border, right. everything like that with customs. Oh, uh, what, what she says, no, it's it's my girlfriend. Yeah. It's my girlfriend. Oh. oh. We like zoom in on Candace's right. face as she's, oh, oh, I didn't know you had one. Why would you? <laughs> like, oh, okay. 
They I mean, pissed. I mean, like the whole thing was awkward because yeah. for one, it, just say, oh, it's my girlfriend. So you don't want to tell her because you're interested in whatever the fuck y'all got going on. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I didn't know you had one because I was finna make a move on you in three millimony seconds. Yeah. And at the same time, you're talking about, oh, why would you know? But bitch, I don't know. Like maybe yeah. you would have brought her up at some point. You know, I don't yeah, know but that's what she means. Like, why would you know I have a girlfriend? I've never never brought it up. You know, but why not? But because we're in a professional setting, oh, and you were so busy it was talking about Yolanda. It was professional until they ordered uh, lo mein noodles and, and general. <laughs> it was uh, a Cuban <laughs> restaurant, you bitch. <laughs> so and dumb. general town chicken. Okay, <laughs> it was professional until that happened. Okay, so once they ordered takeout, it went left. Bitch. We are now in a personal setting, and you should tell a bitch if you have a girlfriend or not. No, girl, I don't be talking to people. If we talk, yeah, but some people like to really get into their information, and Bet look like she talk about her shit no, all the time. No, 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 no. okay, you're right. You're Bet right. look like right. she keep her shit on oh, the low. Right. You ain't worthy of any information. You're right. How would she know? She wouldn't know. She, she wouldn't know. Okay, very that. <laughs> so we're going back to the diner. Okay, why not? And uh, the girls are just sitting at a table. And for some god-awful reason, <laughs> Alice just points out of the wo- at a woman walking by and says, oh, that's what I call a hundred footer. <laughs> Damn. And then Jenny's like, "What? what's that? And Tina's just like, oh, you can tell that she's a lesbian like a hundred foot away, feet away. Uh, you know, and Alice's like, yeah, is it her men's sandals that she calls it? Or so. her tank top, her haircut? I don't know, but I can tell she's a lesbian from a fucking mile away yeah, or whatever. Yeah, she said across a football field. Exactly. Oh my God, that's, damn. That's, that's, that's dramatic. That's dramatic. But with that said, <laughs> there are some lesbians that you can tell. Yes. But I feel like the more that a lot more people are leaning more side of the, uh, they're very androgynous. You're not mm. really sure what, if, are you are you not we don't know so you can't just go around assuming people are yes. lesbians or not like that's not okay to do yeah I think that you know back in the day you if you wanted to be known as a lesbian you had to exactly. look a certain way to be clear mm-hmm. um, because of course not everybody was just walking around being okay with who they were but with that said let me catch a bitch today in a button up shirt she might be gay oh for sure I'm just saying I know, know. like yeah, you had yeah, to be right. very butch back right. in the day to make yourself known you're right um so jenny was like oh okay like uh, let me participate what am i and they're like nope you're still too young of a baby gay mm-hmm. we can tell you apart you so. need a guy or a woman next to you right <laughs> can't really tell we go back to the cac mm. and we're cleaning up uh-huh and bet needs to go back to bed before she has a call at 7 a.m with new york in the morning so they proceed to talk about where they grew up, whatever, you know, uh, I was in uh, North Philly before it got dangerous, and da, 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 whatever, cute. They start cleaning up, like you said, but for whatever reason, they like kind of brush up on each other. Yeah, that but, was weird. Baby, I'm getting trashed. So what you do? Are you are you smelling my scalp or what? Which one are you doing? Make it make sense. I'm trying to clean up our snacks and our fortune cookies, okay? I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to get everything off this table because I can't leave no sauce down because this is where I do my meetings at. All apologies to Cuban (laughs) restaurants out there because that it was very. It ain't no damn Cuban restaurant. Yeah, that's whatever the hell I say it is. Okay, so (laughs) they cleaned up the food. Unnecessary sexual tension. Yeah, very that's forced. what it is. It was very forced. Very forced. Don't nobody be like, 
when somebody walked by. <laughs> Come on, man. No. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So we come back to the diner. It's really a back and forth. A back this and episode. forth. There's because two locations. That part. We were very low on the budget. <laughs> okay. Nah, that's because they had to, they had to uh, hire 10,000 women. Oh, I don't yeah. know if it was actually shot at an actual dinosaur. I feel very doubtful on that. I feel I, like I we just got so. a couple posters and yeah. threw some women in, so maybe. Yeah, we have to pay for all the extras and exactly. the location. That's so, what it is. That makes sense. Um, but we're back to the diner, and they're at the club, people dancing, people having yeah, fun. Yeah, it's a white party. Okay. And Jenny is at the bar taking shots with fucking strangers. Yeah. Out of the blue. Hey, but good for her. Yeah, dude. Um, and out of a sudden, she's just in a circle of women talking about her coming out story. And she just tells them all about Marina. Uh, how did that happen? What? How did you turn around from the bar? Okay, everybody, yeah, look at me. <laughs> I have an announcement to make. But that's the uh, thing is, she's telling this story, like you said, just to room of however many people, and they all are super fucking interested yeah. because why the fuck not? This story is taking some left and right turns, mm-hmm. so I'm here for it. But it got real messy, you know. And then she realizes this is my coming out story. Like oh, this yeah. is my story. As everybody's telling her, she had to look back at herself and be like, damn, that just happened last week, but that's mine. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad. It is. And um, somebody just, you know, she talks about Marina, how she fucked up her life. And somebody's just like, here you go. Take my phone and just call her. She's like, oh my God, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. That's so toxic. You never encourage a drunk friend to grab a phone and call anybody. Oh my God. You're the worst fucking person. Trash. Worst human being. But she does it. She dials the number and Marina answers because Jenny's like, oh my God, that's her. That's her. And obviously she's panicking. And there's this lady that's been listening from the background that comes into the scene and comes to save Jenny. Take the phone and just pretends to be like, hey, uh, can I speak to Thomas, please? And uh, obviously it's the wrong number. So Marina hangs up. It's like, oh, thank God you saved me. Like, thank you. You're so nice. Lifesaver. Lifesaver. And we know this actress, so we know she'll be back. Mm-hmm. If you got a big name, you're not just popping on the show for fun. Unless your name is Lena Waithe and it's Gen Q season two, but whatever. Or uh, Miss Patricia Arquette. That part. <laughs> Miss Arquette. Miss Arquette. <laughs> I don't know why I call that woman Miss Arquette. I like to show respect when respect is good. Okay. You know. But anyways, we pop over to Dana. Again. And she's with Miss Tanya. Oh, Lord. And she's literally, like, dragging her down the hallway away yeah. from fans. Fans yeah. are like, oh, Dana, like, can I get an autograph? You know, sign this. No, she's busy. She got appointments. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, fuck? like, baby, like, I know you said you're going to be a buffer, but there's nothing to buff. Like, these are just fans trying to connect. Yeah. I'm here for an award that, yeah. you know, maybe has something to do with them mm-hmm. giving me this award. I can't even thank one fan. Come exactly. on, man. No, this bitch didn't give a fuck. She had places to be with Dana. Yep. And uh, so we move from there and we go to um, Jenny and what's her face? I call her Jenny and Miss Unknown. Miss Unknown. Because we still don't know a name. Do we ever get a name in this episode? We don't have a name for that character. But they're talking about her job and she's apparently a a trapeze artist. Do you know what trapeze are? Yeah, that's uh, like circus flopping around in the air. eh? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So she's a trapeze artist. Hey, my description was A1. And um, they're just talking about how dangerous the, this job is, and Jenny didn't wouldn't know what to do if she had that job or whatever. And she just gives her like a kind of a moral of life and be like, hey, you know, uh, trapeze artists they just jump in the air and they do what they have to do and they redo it the day later, whatever the fuck. So Jenny's like, yeah, wow, and that's it. <laughs> well, I, uh, Jenny does say. 
um, I'm not suicidal. I just fucked my life a little bit. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting because she does end up killing herself. Yeah. Um, so was she suicidal this whole time, you think? That, I feel like, is a big question mark. Because she's been, like, the whole series she's going to yeah, struggle. Yeah, she never, she has low lows and high highs. Yes, absolutely. But it's it's back and forth, the mm-hmm. consistently. So, yeah. I think that's right. And from there, we go back to Dana's room, and Tanya... <laughs> they, Something's wrong with this woman. Oh my I God. think they really... They found somebody who was like very energetically crazy and they said, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. And they brought this woman on and they literally come through the door, flip her around and go, I want to make love to you. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. I want to make love to you. What? Lick, lick, pull, pull. And Dana's like, uh, uh, here we go. uh, Kissing and undressing Dana. For what purpose? And did we really need to give Dana two awkward sex scenes in two episodes back to back? Very bad. Could she just have, you know, one with Jenny. Simple relationship. Oh, yeah. But just awkward Jenny, awkward Tanya. Mm-hmm. Back to back. But okay. It's sad. She, I guess, is still freshly out there. Yeah. So she gets what she can. Bottom of the barrel lesbians. You were at a fucking Dina Shore situation. Dina. And you didn't. You was at a goddamn Dina Shore situation. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't pick up not one other regular lesbian. Not one. I guess not. Because fucking Tanya was pulling them away from her. ass. Yeah, nope. So, um, I have Tina, Bet, and Shayna watching a movie in bed. Bet's not there. Alice. Oh, no. She's not there. (laughs) Why did I say that? Tina and Shane and Alice are watching a movie in bed, and Jenny gets back. And she's just so overwhelmed with all the women that were around her that she had to go over and see and look at. Uh, to only get back into her bedroom <laughs> and she does say that she's going to see that lady again back in LA um, and on the other side of the wall fucking Dana is being <laughs> aggressively uh, I don't know like just I don't know <laughs> if that was some dry humping or biting or what she was doing back there but Dana gets a phone call mid situation from Alice yeah, yeah from Alice and they're talking and she's kind of rushing her off the phone whatever cause she's you know trying to do the do with Tanya and poor Alice gets back after the phone call is ended and she looks traumatized oh, she's yes. like yo she's like over there doing the do with that crazy hospitality <laughs> lady <laughs> like what because I think Tina says, oh, do you think she's with uh, that crazy hospitality lady? Yeah. And then Alice goes, okay, call me a hippie. But that lady has really fucking bad vibes. I <laughs> thought it was so fucking funny. Because it's true. Like, you can read the room, okay? And as soon as she hit up the Dana, you could look like, okay, she's kind of predatorial. Like, she, yeah. she's latching on for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so from there, Shane asks Tina, she goes, it's your turn now. Tell us your coming out story and i think that's my favorite of yeah. course because uh, yeah, it's in tina yeah but um basically tina says that she used to date this guy named eric and he introduced her to beth at an art show at beth porter's gallery mm-hmm. and you know of course oh hey gillard hey, what's going on so Tina meets Beth at the gallery for her art show. And of course, there's a great connection, chemistry, but it kind of stays there. Yeah. And Tina says that she gets invited again to an artist dinner for some reason. That's very popular. Okay. We heard you. Mm-hmm. We know you want to be part of it. 
And basically, Tina's about to lose her earring or anything like that, I think. And Bet is just like, oh, here you go. Yeah, was it like like laying up here and she like kind of caught it or I something? Guess. Or I mean, gives cute. it back to her. And then Tina goes, I swear I thought I put it back in my ear, but I didn't and left it at the gallery. So I have to come back. Mm. Um, and that's when they kissed. I mean, listen, it's dope. But I feel like with that being said, <laughs> Mm-hmm. They showed us Tina's coming out story at this point in the episode for a reason. Okay. Because I feel like they're setting us up to know that Bet is kind of like a cheater. It's kind of mm. like her thing. Because she cheated on uh, Alice with Tina. Yeah. And we're well, leading up to. Did she cheat? They were on... still together. Were they? Yeah. Oh. Alice is even in the scene. Yeah, yeah, I know. But gallery. I just thought, because I, I was sure that Alice said. Uh, it was just right after we broke up. Or oh something. shit! Maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe you're right. But nonetheless, we can see that Bet is a troublemaker because she knows that Tina, for one, is, is straight and is in a relationship. Yeah, but still goes out of her way to be flirtatious and be like giving her looks and yeah. uh, making sure. I'm sure that Tina did put her earring back, but for some reason, Bet took it back but you know back in the day people was wearing clip-ons so you just come by swipe that shit and keep running <laughs> back in the day as if it was 1926 girl bitch. 04 catch a clip on it was not 04 back then it was 96 exact catch a clip on bitch kick rocks <laughs> <laughs> whatever so she tells that story and it's of course like very endearing very cute um and there was a reason why they put that scene right there it's because the scene ends with Bet and Tina kissing, oh, which is right. super cute. Yeah. And then we switch to Candace back at the CAC uh, because she was gone, but she came back and she comes back to Bet's office and tell her that she won't be able to sleep tonight if she doesn't tell her that all day, all she wanted to do was kiss her. And then proceeds and takes it upon herself to say, if you don't want me to, tell me and of course bet doesn't say anything and just kiss her it was a it was a good kiss i'm gonna give them that you know it was they time with that shit yeah like it didn't feel forced or awkward or weird or what the fuck it worked um but a few seconds later they stop and bet is like yeah no i can't do i can't do that and kenneth is like okay i'm gonna go goodbye and she leaves and Jennifer Bills gives us the sobbing. Oh, yeah. Quietly sound. I mean, it's gold. Yes. Because, you know, she's dealing with some things and she doesn't really know what's going on with her relationship. And now the baby's gone mm-hmm. and all these different dynamics. And now this person here that's you're kind of sort of interested in in any kind of way. Yeah. You know, absorbing a little bit of attention and for yeah, all of that. And I think also Candace represents for her like someone that is for once taking charge and making decisions yeah. and telling her how it's going to go. Like, I'm going to do this with the place and I'm going to charge you that much. And you either want good and cheap or cheap and fast or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And I'm going to come back and get some dinner and I'm going to do some sketches for you and you can keep looking at that. And Bet is like, ooh, okay. You know, I don't have to take all the decisions for once. I don't yeah. have to be the responsible one for once. Um, so I think that makes her you know, uh, take her out of her reality a little bit and take her out of her routine and she gets to be maybe something else for a little bit. So I thought, you know, the connection was interesting. Yeah. 
And what's next? I just oh, I have Shane. Shane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're so don't care. She like grabs a cell phone and goes in the hallway and calls Sherry Jaffe for whatever reason. Booty don't care. Like she was two seconds from in that scene saying like, I love you. Did yeah. you catch that? She's yeah. like, oh, uh, Sherry. Oh, nothing. Oh, yeah. Man. What the fuck? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Nope. Fade to black. Moving on. So next line I have in all caps weird. Uh, we get back to Dana and Tanya and uh, I cannot believe Dana is laying on her back. Tanya's on top and they're kissing and, um, Tanya proceeds, proceeds to go down Dana and mm. goes, I can't believe I'm about to go down on Dana yikes who does that? yikes yikes who as dana that? i'd be like oh fuck that's like if i ever finally get to sleep with madonna and wait I- <laughs> wait what <laughs> wait hold, hold up let me tell rewind, my story let me tell rewind, my rewind, re- no, hold on you don't even have time to do that because i did not expect that at all i thought you would say something like if i ever get to sleep with chris brown or something like that but madonna well you know she's been looking at me this whole time like who? you know just oh ooh. because she's on our wall ah so if i ever get to sleep with madonna listen i'm the madonna fan here but that don't you don't get to steal her, her. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to steal her from me anyways let me tell my story okay if i ever get to sleep with madonna mm-hmm. okay the last thing i'll be like oh i can't believe I get to go down on the material girl. You know, like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, open your heart. I hold the key. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, no, no, you don't, you don't do that. No, no you no, don't no. do that. No, no, you don't do so that. So as Dana, I'd be like, okay, red motherfucking flag. Yeah. If you haven't seen them all before, yeah. that is the biggest one. Mm. She is like, I like fantasizing about you. Yeah. She's like, you're her idol or whatever. Dana Fairbanks. But, and in that scene, Dana looked like very uncomfortable, but she's like allowing Um, this to continue. Like, that's, you know, oh man, I feel like Dana for a long time represents constant a lot. Mm. Like, talk about trying to just navigate through her coming out, you know, being with Laura, who's mm-hmm. very publicly yeah. out there and will kiss all over her. And you can see and feel that Dana's not comfortable. And Laura's just oblivious to the yeah. whole thing and decides to be mad when Dana just blows up and says, yeah. that's not what I fucking want. And then you have Tanya, who's very, very aggressive. Yeah. In the worst way. Yeah. I have to be honest with you. I want to make love with you. And don't even. Yeah. Yeah. There was no. Fuck. At least the damn plumber was like, hey, I want to kiss you. Is that okay? Yeah. You know? What the fuck? She was just all over her. Very aggressive. Very predatory. And all day, you know, there there hasn't been any connection or any uh, getting closer to Dana and Tanya. No. They were just like, okay. (laughs) Dana was like, oh, damn. Like, she's really pulling me away from all these fans. Like, okay, well, I guess she's very passionate about her job. Next thing you know, she's kissing all over you. And even Dana's like, what the fuck's going on? So, no, this whole scene was very wrong. I didn't Mm -hmm. like it. Nope. Move it on. Bed is at home. (laughs) It's um, the end of the day. She's getting, I mean, is it the end of the day? Is the day after? I'm not, nah. Yeah, it's the morning. Oh, it is because, yeah, they're talk- talking yeah. about Dana's little situation. Yeah. So, Ben is at home. She's getting ready for the day. Uh, the phone rings. So, she sits down on the bed and picks up, and it's 
Tina. Uh, she tells her about Dana coming back, you know, the morning after, how they had such a good time, and they're probably going to come back later in the afternoon, um, and that she loves her. She can't wait to see her. And Ben hangs up and looks so sad. Mm-hmm. So, so sad. She's dealing with a whole range of emotions yeah. that she don't even know what's going For on. For once, Tina is happy in a good place. Yeah. And Ben is just, like, fucking destroyed. Jesus. Meanwhile, our girls are getting back into their van. Getting ready to leave, and who comes sliding up to the van hand in hand but Miss Dana and Miss Tanya? Girl, um, she's bringing this bitch with her. Yep, she is. She's coming with us, guys. So that awkward encounter just told you bring her back. Make way. I'm sorry, but my suitcases is back here. <laughs> she gonna need to either walk or, or be on the roof. <laughs> that part, Let's okay? Strap her down. Strap her down. Okay. <laughs> But honestly, and I feel like, honestly, like, Tanya looks so much more excited and, you know, yeah. so uppity uh, to be with Dana. And Dana looks very uncomfortable, like, hey, uh, she's going to come with us, guys. But just like, a little bit embarrassed. her. Yeah. Like, why is she so quiet about how she actually feels? I don't know. That's a good question. But it's like that from beginning to end yes, of their relationship. Yes. She never once tells this woman anything different. No, she kills her cat. And, and she's cool with it. Yep. Well, she doesn't know. Well, about she, it. you know, bitch. Dana doesn't this whole know. conversation in this van, she's talking about, you better have a dog because I don't like cats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just can't have no cat. Oh, I have a cat. He's Mr. Biddle. Oh, that's great. Like, you right. saw the flip of switch oh, just yeah. because you said oh, no, that, and I'm trying to crazy. be nice. She's just a big fan. Maniac. A big uh, groupie. Just wanted to get in Dana's pants and doesn't give a shit about her life. Weird. That fucking sucks. So, we're back at the CAC once again. I have Candace comes by Beth's office and and <laughs> the end. I say she drops off some paperwork. Oh yeah. And then you got Beth looking down. Like she leaves, she gone, she drops paperwork, she leaves. Because you know they awkward. Beth's looking over the paperwork, you know, whatever, and we see these arms come across her waist. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know who it is. They don't show us. We just see these arms. And this bitch gonna whisper, I'm sorry, I can't. Thinking that it's Candace Thinking it's fucking Candace. Back. Miss Tina comes. <laughs> oh, you sorry about what, babe? What, what's going on? Huh? You sorry about what? Oh, Tina. <laughs> I was just, like, you realized it was your boo yeah. after the fact. And well, you turn around. Oh. Because they, like, literally crossed each other in the, in the hallway. Okay. So she thought it was Candace again. But I don't know. Look alive. Look at it. Put your head up. I'm sorry. I can't. It could have been James. You don't know. You're <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I can't. Can't do what, babe? God. What, what but it was do? so sad because... Literally, I, it looked like Jennifer might have cried in the other shots because her eyes were red and kind of mm. poofy, and she was just trying to smile, but you can tell she was on the edge of, yeah. of crying again. Uh, she just says to Tina, like, oh, like, you know, I don't think I'll be able to do that show in three weeks. I don't think I'll be ready. And Tina's like, of course. So encouraging. Yeah, you're going to be able to do it, babe. You got it. Like, it's going to be great. And... She goes, you know, my God, this party was so fun, so extra, but it just made me realize I couldn't wait to go back home to you. Oh, my God. And just, Bed just looks at her and she's like, yay, yeah, cool. Mm. And just kisses her and she's happy for a moment. Yeah, it's happiness, but it's also that slight guilt of, you know, what yeah, am I doing? What yeah. am I thinking? What, what is going on? Yeah, what is actually going on? Yeah. The end. Prince. Cut. 
and print. Beautiful guys. Dynamite. Oh, that was great. <laughs> <clears throat> so that was looking back. So no, you're right. I was like, oh, what did that mean? But yeah. it's really just it's all them, the flashbacks. Yeah, all the flashbacks, them looking back uh, to their past and telling their coming out story. And I thought it was beautiful because they're talking about their coming uh, their coming out story while going to the diner. Yeah. That one main lesbian event. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was cool. And I love like field trip episodes. Yeah. The cruises. Yep. The road trips. All of that. I love it. So it was very, uh, there was not a lot of. Uh, locations no but i like it because it, it brings you into an actual real world yep. scenario yeah because it would be something i would expect a group of lesbian friends to do yeah you know i would expect them to go there and i like that the if it was a real dinosaur or not i thought it was dope that they had like a little uh like you know the clothing and stuff like that different merch but yeah. they also had like banners and stuff for the olivia cruises yeah. they mentioned the olivia cruises yep. just in case you're watching this show as a lesbian in 04 and you're like i don't know what any of this is yeah what is a dinosaur yeah let me look that up you know mm-hmm. so then oh olivia what is that so you google that too and it just kind of puts you into the element yep. of trying to find like-minded people mm-hmm. I thought it was a really like uh, really cute, nice, sweet episode to see all the friends together. Even Jenny, she's in a good place. She is making friends. She is, uh, you know, vocalizing and dealing through her past relationship with Marina. Yeah. She looks like she's healing. She's meeting new people, and she's part of the group. Yeah. Because we know it's not always the case. Mm-hmm. And everybody's in a good place. Yeah. Somehow, everybody's going through good journeys and paths, but. It was a nice middle of the road episode. And I don't know if you've noticed, but like all the scenes with the group at the diner, it was very colorful, yep. very bright, very warm. And then when you would switch to the CAC, it was blue. very cold, yeah. blue. It was grayish. It was like, you know, those background noises of phones mm-hmm. and tax. I mean, uh, faxes. Fax yeah. Or- and computers. And just like, just the, the mood was down just to contrast with, what Bet is going through versus uh, what Tina is going through yeah. and their friends. So I thought it was a cute aesthetic uh, symbol. Right yeah, there. 100%. So that's the episode. I liked it. Yeah. Of course. Of Obviously, course. there's no episode. I don't it. like it. Yeah. And we don't know when we're going to come back for another episode. We're not even going to lie to you. But um, every time we do it, we're happy we did it. And, and we we're have having a good fun. ass time. Yep. We do have a good We make time. Uh, you know, an evening out of it. And so we thank you for your love and support. Uh, we really appreciate you guys who have taken the time to DM us, talk with us, comment under a post, um, gave us some uh, feedback. I know someone wanted us to go more deep into the fourth shadowing. So every time we'll have an opportunity to do that, we will do. And keep on subscribing, follow us, share the podcast with your friends. Go follow Shante on her l word account uh the les word is that what it is that's what it you see i had to pull it up because the bitch i don't even know no more it's it's at the les word the l-e-z word and yes hold on i'm not there yet shante makes really 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 good i'm not biased honestly no no no, i'm not but listen to me i'm not biased because i can recognize good content from stupid ass content Shade. And no, <laughs> the reality. Facts. 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 100. 
<laughs> Stop making trying to go around the them subject, okay? I'm modest. Shantae makes videos, edits, and she researches the content. She makes sure that she uh, there's a story that is being told, and she makes sure that she researches on music, and she puts a lot of time and effort into those content videos. So make sure you go follow her and stop following all those fan accounts <laughs> that so Google stupid. an image and go post it and get 20 how 20,000 likes, all right? Oh, the shade. But it's the truth. It's true. The Thanks. less word. Thanks. Go follow her. Gab, where can we find you at? Uh, if you must. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at gabgoat G A B G A U T H. That's it. Um, we love you guys, man. Thank you for being here. We saw that we have had a uh, uh, a lot more listens on our last episode since the finale. We really appreciate that. Uh, we'll try to to be you know as much as consistent as we can, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Every time you say bye, it's like bye. Bye. Go ahead. Bye, Bye. y'all. <laughs> Let's have a word. word.